All right, Mary and Bright celebrating the gift of salvation. We're going to be in Luke chapter 2. A little bit different angle on a Christmas message this morning. And um, I figured we we better get a Christmas message in here. All right. So I love Christmas. Not as much as my wife does, but it's a great time of the year. Um, And this week, again, uh, we'll be in Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 35. I'd ask you guys a question on Facebook. If you see all the church Facebook posts, that's me. I'm being annoying. But I'm just trying to encourage you guys each day. But I asked you guys for some help on this sermon. And I'll try to read through these really quick just to engage you guys and and actually have you guys as part of this message. So I asked you guys about your favorite Christmas uh, food, traditions, movies, songs. And I'll just start off with this one that I really like the best. Um, Rick Smith, he's here with us today. He said, can I mention one that I don't like, and it's any Hallmark Christmas movie. (laughs) I agree with that one. (laughs) Listen, I can tell you how they're going to go and how they're going to end, guys. We all know that, okay? But anyway, that's the first one. Annie Shrum, Oh Holy Night was her favorite song, A Christmas Story and Christmas Cookies. Lisa Woods said Home Alone, Lost in New York for the movie, Sugar Cookies for the food, holiday baking and giving the goodies to family and friends, just the tradition of that. Cindy Horton, her movie was Rudolph. Song was Mary, Did You Know? Food was Mom's Fudge. And tradition was growing up, my mom made this donkey out of material, and its saddle had 24 numbers on it. She tied a little present to each one, and that's how we counted down the days till Christmas. There's some more on there, but it doesn't print the see more for me. So, <laughs> Dana Luce, Oh Holy Night was her favorite song. Always liked watching all the Christmas cartoons. When I was a kid, they always showed them the week of Christmas. Melva, Floyd's his Christmas vacation. He knows it word by word and laughs like it's the first time he's seen it. <laughs> but we watch it, enjoy it every year. Mine is probably Home Alone. Gail says, don't have a favorite movie, but my favorite song is Oh Holy Night. I love making gingerbread cookies and decorating them. My favorite thing to do is to get together with my kids and grandkids. Is it okay if I read these? Sure. All right. I'm going to read them anyway. Uh, <laughs> Randy said, Christmas vacation, chicken and dumplings, Oh Holy Night, and family. Al Hutchison, hi Rick, my favorite Christmas song is the Eagles, please come home for Christmas. It will be interesting to see if you accept the challenge to work this song into your sermon. Challenge accepted, Al. (laughs) Christy McKinney, mine are the classics, Miracle on 34th Street and It's a Wonderful Life. Edie said, Christmas vacation, mom's fudge and grandma's toffee. Going to grandma's house, Mary, did you know? Lisa, again, Christmas songs with Old Holy Night, Little Town of Bethlehem. Others include Milk and Cookies, Sleigh Bells. James says Christmas Vacation, Polar Express, and Elf. Nancy Greenwald, It's a Wonderful Life. Mike says Die Hard. It's debatable if it's a Christmas movie. (laughs) Sarah said, now I had to comment on this one, but nobody knows it was me because now you do. I run the church page. But She said, how long of a list are we allowed to submit? (laughs) And I said, you are not answering this question. Justine, movie was Christmas Carol, food was peanut butter fudge with pecans, traditions, getting together with family. Heather said, Prancer is my favorite Christmas movie, favorite food would have to be my mom's hash brown casserole. Courtney said, my song is Oh Beautiful Star of Bethlehem. Valerie said, Christmas food is my mom's, mom's made from scratch red velvet cake. Mm. Mitch said, Christmas vacation, potato soup, family, little drummer boy by King and Country. That's a good one. Yeah. We're going to redo that sometime, Carla? No, no, we... 
Lizzie said, movie, The Christmas Chronicles, food is gingerbread, tradition is helping my mom decorate the house, song is Christmas is coming around again. Al said, whoops, I forgot to finish your request. Favorite Christmas food, Burger King Whopper for the entree. <laughs> and a Hostess Susie Q for the dessert. <laughs> and he said, tradition, notice I didn't use the word favorite. Tradition is chauffeuring my family around Illinois and Missouri looking at Christmas lights. Achilia, Charlie Brown Christmas, Mary Did You Know is my song. And a couple more, Danielle says, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Kaylee, Christmas Vacation, Hot Chocolate and Go Tell It on the Mountain. Dolores, Silent Night, and Tammy said, Mary, did you know? What a great list. Thank you guys for giving us those. And, you know, to me, I like watching Christmas movies. There are some that I like and enjoy watching, not 52 times from now until Christmas, but um, that happens at our house. But there are some Christmas movies, and I put, there's this little montage I found, so I wanted to put a few of those together just to bring back some memories, and maybe you'll recognize some of these movies as they play them here. Put that cookie down now! Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Christmas movies that you probably recognize and everybody likes to sit down and cozy up and get your blanket and your eggnog if you drink eggnog and your hot chocolate and just have a good family movie time watching these movies. Um, again, we watch a lot of those. I've not seen the last two, believe it or not. I know. Don't hate me for that. I've not seen them. I just haven't. I can't sit down and watch them. They're not funny to me. So <laughs> I need it to be kind of funny and stuff. So I haven't watched those. I apologize. Maybe someday. Um, how about music? Christmas music really puts you in the mood for the season, and you hear all these different songs, and you, they did some of them this morning, and it just puts you in this time where, oh, I love the music. It's so beautiful and wonderful. It makes me happy. And I went ahead 
And uh, these won't be like Carlin's Christmas songs, but we, Sarah and I put a little montage together and we wanted to share that with you this morning. personality, whether you guys see that all the time or not. Um, and originally, the, the video was going to be just her sitting there. She goes, I don't want to just sit there. I love it more than you do. <laughs> so we both had our chance to show some dance moves and sing some Christmas music. Um, but the holidays are one of the best times of the year, right? I mean, everybody enjoys them. There's just a great feeling about them. Um, everybody has their different reasons why they love the holidays. I, I've read some of those off to you guys, whether it's the music, the movies, the great food. I'll probably put 10 pounds on between now and New Year's. I know. I can stand to do it. But I... So many of you. No, I can't. I can't. All right. But whatever it is, we all love the holidays. But we cannot forget, and I know we hear this every Christmas season... Um, it is really super special and unbelievably special because the gift of salvation that God has given us um, through his son, Jesus. 
So I want to hit on that just a little bit this morning. Um, so Luke 2, 25 through 35. And then we'll kind of break down a couple of these scriptures this morning. And this is the prophet, prophecy of Simeon. And uh, Jesus had been brought to the temple um, eight days after his birth. And we're going to pick it up right here. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly awaiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him, and he had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day the Spirit led him to the temple, so when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is the light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to to bring your word, Father. And and Lord, I just pray that a heart is touched this morning um, by this gift of salvation, that we would celebrate this, God, and not forget about it, um, and not push it to the side during this holiday season. But remember what a gift you gave us, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to key in kind of on verses 28 and 30. 28 through 30, and it says, he took the child in his arms and praised God. Simeon's prophecy was filled with love for his Savior, and he, keep in mind that he hardly knew Jesus, yet he had so much love for him already. What about us that do know the Lord already? Are we that much more in love with him since the day that we first accepted him into our lives? You know, we, he barely knows him, and he's, and he's so excited has so much love for the Savior, and we've known him for a long time, those of us that have been saved for a long time, how much more should we love the Lord because we've known him for that amount of time? Okay? That doesn't doesn't fade once we're saved, and and like I showed with the gifts, it keeps on getting better. The more, you know, it doesn't stop at salvation. You know, when we ask, you know, we call on the name of the Lord and we're saved and he's living in our heart, we're repenting, turning from our ways that we were doing before. There has to be repentance, Um, otherwise you've not met the real Jesus that convicts you of the things that you were doing wrong and you want to turn away from those, okay? So there needs to be repentance in that, but it doesn't stop when we leave the altar or wherever we pray that prayer. It's a daily thing that we're learning about him. We're learning the ways of God. We're trying to understand this love that he's poured out on us that we don't deserve, but he gives it to us freely. And each day we're living, the more we come to understand about the Lord through his word, we know that it keeps getting better and better and better. And as we're increasing our faith each day, each week, those trials that come up against us, those things that we have to deal with in life, when we're built on this foundation of of him being our savior and us knowing uh, each day more and more about him, then when those things come against us, then our faith gets tested and we find out, have I done much with this gift of salvation since I first received it? Am I able to stand in the midst of this trial and this struggle because I've built up my faith and now it's being tested? So it's not, it's not just a, a, you know, going back to how much we love. I mean, we've known the Lord for a long time, some of us since we were little. So we should have a ton of love for him. 
and a ton of faith built up inside of us over the years. Okay? Uh, verse 32 says, He is a light to reveal God to the nations. The salvation of Jesus began with Israel, but was always extended beyond Israel. It was for everyone. It's for everyone. And, you know, personally, I think we lack in this to understand, and, and, and you, you can say this is true or this isn't true, but I feel like when we see people that aren't like us, we don't necessarily run to them sharing love of Jesus, the love of Jesus. We, you know, again, if, whether you want to say that's true or not, we are probably that way sometimes, that, oh, you're just a little too rough for me to be around. And, and that's sad, I'm talking for my, myself too, that, that we would, this love, this salvation that's for everyone, that we would be kind of greedy with it and not think that everyone deserves it. There are times when you're going to encounter people that are messed up in life and they're really struggling and you're going to have an opportunity to celebrate the gift of salvation that God's put in you to share with that person. And we can't shy away from those moments. We can't walk away from those moments because they're different or that's just too messed up for me to get involved. You can't do that. We are called to go out and make disciples. So we have to recognize those opportunities and embrace them. Listen, I don't know, I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't personally struggle with I, I've not struggled with that, but I want to love you. And I want to introduce you to somebody that can love you despite everything that you've been through. He's called us to do that. None should perish. He doesn't want anybody to perish. And I think we, we take this gift of salvation and we don't think about that there are people that don't know the Lord that are going to spend eternity in hell. And because we might be too shy or they're too messed up to, to talk to, we let those opportunities go past us. And again, this gift's for everyone. Everyone. Verses 33 through 35 Joseph and Mary were amazed at what was being said about him. So we can, we can imagine their joy and surprise to see how, how God had touched the others, hearts of others with an understanding of their son. So no matter how well you know Jesus, and I didn't really, I mean, I was saved at a young age, but I wouldn't say I understood what that relationship looked like until I was older. Until um, probably after I was a teenager that really God got a hold of my heart and said, this is not really what I have in mind for you with a relationship with me. And I started to take it more serious as I came out of my teen years. And no matter when you were saved, there's always this joy that comes up inside you when you see somebody else except Jesus in their life. Now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands for who's seen that or who's helped lead somebody to the Lord, but it does something to you. Like I had a hand... With the, with the Holy Spirit working through me, had a hand in seeing that person come to the Lord. And it puts this joy inside you that they're experiencing the same thing that I'm experiencing now. They understand this love like I understand this love. And it, it never gets old. It never gets old seeing somebody come to the Lord and giving their life to Him. It just does something to you. It increases your faith and encourages you to keep going, to keep ministering to people. Um, and if you haven't done that, I'll be nice, Christmas time. I encourage you to do so, to get out there and do that. Build those relationships with people. Introduce them to Jesus. Help lead them to the Lord. We all should be doing that. Amen. It's a good thing that God doesn't make, a, you know, make it like a competition. You know, Joy, how many people this week did you lead to the Lord? Aaron, how many do you have? Oh, Aaron's in the lead, okay? You need to pick it up, Joy. 
And, but really, if, if I can't, you know, this is me, if I can't count, I don't even know, Lord, it's been so many this year. That's what we want to say. I've lost track. I'm just, I'm just all about loving people and leading them to you. And I, I'm not really keeping account. I just know that I'm doing what you called me to do. And that's what we should all be about. And they, so leading someone else to Christ is such a joyful thing and encourages us. Verse 34, for the fall and rise of many. Um, and this is going to be shown in the gospel and really in, in real life here too. Not that that wasn't real life, but in today's times, this is going to be shown um, in the word where Peter repented, but Judas despaired. And the thief that blasphemed Jesus and the other one that believed. There's a rise and fall. Um, and Jesus is a magnet that is attractive to some, and others, they just reject him. They flat out reject him. And you guys have probably experienced that in your lives too, that um, sometimes Jesus is just a magnet. You, you share him, and you start building that relationship, and they want more. But there are going to be people that don't want it, that don't want him. They will reject it, and that's okay. It's not okay in the scope of eternity, but don't take it personal. I talked about that last week. Don't take it so personal when somebody rejects Jesus as you try to share the gospel. It's not against you, okay? Keep doing it. Don't let that discourage you. Keep doing what we're called to do. It says he has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. So even though he was sent to us as a gift of salvation, many are still going to oppose him. And, you know, that's a choice that we all make. We can, we can joyfully accept him or we can totally reject him. In verse 35, it was important for Mary to know that mothering the Messiah was not going to be all sweet and wonderful. You know, if you were the mother of Jesus, you would think, man, I've got it made. I've got it made. I'm, I'm, I'm mothering the Savior of the world. But that wasn't always going to be the case for her. Um, she had natural love, like a mother does, but also she knew that he was going to be rejected. And that was her rejection as well. Mary and Bright celebrating the gift of salvation. You know, I think about you know, Mary as she's holding baby Jesus, and you're going to see some of this stuff next week as we do our programs, but just holding him and loving him, but also knowing that the sweet moments aren't going to last forever because she knows why he was sent and what he's going to go through. And I, and I just I can't even imagine that as a mother knowing that the sin of the world was going to be placed on his shoulders and he was going to go to the cross, you know, holding him from here to holding him where he's beaten and bloodied and, and, and not the man that she once knew. I just can't imagine thinking um, in her mindset and knowing all these things and all the different emotions she was going to be having in her life. And I just want us to remember this morning that we celebrate the gift of salvation during this Christmas season. That he was sent to save the world for you, for me, for all of us. And, you know, I think sometimes we've taken the gift of salvation and, we, and we've cheapened it a little bit and we just kind of tossed it to the side. Instead of embracing it and realizing what magnitude happened there on the cross that day. It's easy to forget sometimes. It is. Um, we just go about our business and, and I've talked with different people. We go about our days and before we know it, we've really not even thought too much about our Savior and, and what he's done for us. And I just don't want us to cheapen it. I want us to remember during this season what he did for us. How big a deal that was. 
And I think about how Mary delivered a baby, but that baby was going to deliver all of us. And I think about Jesus on the cross, and I know most of the time during the Christmas season you see the, the manger scene and you see all those little things happening and, and all the cute things, but I also remember what happened on that cross. And I remember the beating that he took for me. I remember the humiliation and the crown placed upon his head. I remember those things. And I remember that he did it for me. That almost no one in this room would do that for me. But Jesus did it for all of us. He loves us so much. During the Christmas season, there's a lot of talk about Santa Claus and gifts, and I'm not, I'm not going into all that, but you know, Santa Claus is known for giving everyone all these different gifts. But Jesus gave a one gift that was for everyone. Right. Carrying that cross upon his back was for everyone. One gift for all of us. Yes. And I can't stress enough that we need to celebrate that gift of salvation, that we need to understand the magnitude of what happened that day and not forget that throughout the holiday season. Amen. What a gift he gave us. You know, I think about myself as a teenager and all the sins. I, wasn't a, I mean, I wasn't a horrible person, I guess. But I was living a sinful life, and I think about Jesus taking that stuff and, and me thinking, oh, there's just no way. I'm too messed up. I'm, I've done too many things, God, that, that I know you're not going to be proud of, that, that I'm ashamed of. You know, I've had premarital sex. I, I, I cuss like a sailor. I, I don't treat people well all the time. I, I get mad at my mom and dad. I shoved my dad against the wall because he wouldn't let me see a girl. God, I, I did all these things, and I've got this dirtiness in my heart, and, and you want... Me to accept your love through your son dying on the cross for me? You still love me despite all of that? And he said, yes. No matter how much you've messed up, no matter how many bad things you think you've done and you can't get away from, I love you and I forgive you of those things. Come start this life with me and you'll, I'll wipe the slate clean for you. I'll take all of that stuff and, and make it disappear in your life. And you can start over. And I think about how I've been saved from eternal damnation by Jesus dying on the cross for me. That I don't have to spend eternity in hell in constant torment, in constant pain. I don't have to spend eternity there because I've chose in my life that I'm going to live for Jesus. And that I'm guaranteed that my name's in the Lamb's book of life and he's got a place for me in heaven. And he wants all of you to be there as well. And all your friends, all your family members, he wants them to be there as well. So as the praise team comes back up this morning, I want to close with a couple of scriptures. First one will be in Ephesians chapter 2. Verses 8 and 9. 
It's that God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. And then Romans chapter 10 Verses 9 and 10. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. How do I become a Christian? I declare my belief in God and that his son died for my sins. I open my heart and declare it with my lips and I call on the name of the Lord. That's it. It is not complicated. I don't have to do anything else. I don't have to to go out and do all these great things and wonderful, nice things for people. All I got to do is call on the name of the Lord and I'm saved. I'm forgiven. My slate's wiped clean. And I get to be overwhelmed with the presence of the Holy Spirit living in me every single day. What a gift. What a gift of salvation to celebrate this season. If you guys would stand. bow your heads for just a minute this morning I want to give an opportunity for salvation to every person in this room I know some of you know the Lord but there's some people in here that I don't know I don't know where your eternity is going to be spent and I want to give an opportunity before we close out today for you to know Jesus as your Savior You may be just like I was as a teen and and just really mixed up in things, messed up in things. You may be grown right now, grown adult, and you don't know the Lord. I want you to know that He loves you. He loves you so much. You may not feel any love in the world right now. You may not feel any love in your family right now, but Jesus loves you. And He wants to live in your heart. He wants to forgive you of all the things that you messed up with. And He wants to let you know that He's got a place for you in heaven if you're just calling His name this morning. So with everyone's heads bowed, nobody looking around, I just just want to ask, is there anybody here this morning that says, Rick, I want to be saved. I want to know Jesus. Can you just slip your hand up? Slip your hand up real quick. I want to know Jesus as my Savior. Don't leave without knowing Him. Do not leave here. We're not guaranteed tomorrow, folks. You just slip your hand up. I want to know Jesus as my Savior this morning. Father, right now, you know every heart. You know what's stirring. Father, I pray your Holy Spirit, God, just wrap your arms around everybody in this place right now, God. Lord, that we would take time to celebrate that gift of salvation during this holiday season. God, that we wouldn't just toss it aside as something we don't think about much, 
Father, let everything we do every single day glorify you. Let it be about you, Father, and bringing you glory and honor. And Lord, as we enter in this time of worship and prayer, Father, I just pray if, if anybody's in here that maybe didn't slip up their hand, God, that they would find their way to this altar this morning. That your conviction and your love would just overwhelm them and draw them to this altar. And God, anybody else that has a need this morning, physical, financial, spiritual, they just find their way to the altar this morning. We pray and see you move, God. Holy Spirit, we invite you into these altars right now to do your work, do things only you can do, God. We just pray, pray right now that you saturate this place with your love, Lord, that it would be poured out amongst us. As we worship and pray, if you have a need, please come this morning. Away. 